Hello and welcome back to the Fantasy Playmakers. In today's video, I'm going to be finishing my second set of rookie rankings. So I went through round one, so like 101 through the 112. Now I'll be talking about player like 13 through 24. And actually right before I sat down to do this video, just got the notification that Tom Brady is unretiring. So I guess I'll just kind of talk a little bit about that. I feel like he gets shot back up to like a, you know, mid to high end QB1 option. Obviously, great news for Mike Evans and Chris Godwin. I would expect Gronk to return, and he's probably going to be a high-end tight end one. So really just great news for all those weapons. And then what does that mean for a guy like Leonard Fournette? You know, does he take a smaller deal to return to them? A lot of things to wait and see, but just kind of my initial thoughts there. But let's jump into the rankings. And at the 201, this is where I have George Pickens. Overall solid combine performance. He's six foot three. 195 pounds, ran a 4.47 40-yard dash. What's really impressive about Pickens is his early breakout age. As a freshman, he caught 49 passes for 727 yards and eight touchdowns, was all right as a sophomore, and then tore his ACL prior to the junior season. Played in like four or five games, didn't do a ton, but that's kind of going to be expected with how quickly he came back from that ACL. It looks like he is going to be an early day two pick, with some potential to sneak into the first round. If he does get that first round draft capital, I could see an argument for him getting bumped into the first round, but right now he's going to be right at the top of the second. Another wide receiver is going to come in here at the 202, and that is Chris Olave. Really not much movement here for Olave. I feel like he was in about the same spot in my last set of rankings. His testing at the combine was solid. Had a solid 40. You know, the jumps were not stellar, but nothing where you're super concerned. It still looks like he's going to be a locked-in first-round pick. A lot of fans really love Chris Olave. They think he's like the number one, number two wide receiver in this class. I strongly disagree. I mean, if we're just looking at him, he was outproduced by Jackson Smith and Garrett Wilson this year. Jackson Smith is a sophomore. Garrett Wilson is a junior. Olave is a senior. But with that said, I still think he's going to be a very good NFL wide receiver. I just don't know if he has that, you know, elite top tier ceiling. Now at the 203, we've got a huge riser, and that is Brian Robinson. He's definitely moving up my rankings post-combine, and you typically don't love to see a uh, breakout you know, so late in someone's collegiate career, but for Brian Robinson, I feel like it's not going to tank his overall draft capital. So basically the way Brian Robinson's kind of career played out at Alabama is he was just behind Najee on the depth chart every single year. So the last two seasons, Najee Harris was the workhorse. Brian Robinson was the number two. Then in 2021, he takes over and is now that number one out of the running back position. He rushed for 1,337 yards, scored 16 total touchdowns, and then also caught 35 passes for 296 yards. He is a massive running back, six foot two, 225 pounds, and still ran a 4.53, which is pretty solid for that size. He doesn't have that elite breakaway speed, but I do think he's going to be someone who can carry a solid workload at the next level while also having a decent amount of receiving upside. And I just feel like that combine and the connection to Alabama is going to push that draft capital up and make him a solid option in drafts. At the 204, this is where I'm going to go with David Bell. Obviously a pretty tough combine for Bell. You know, the expectations really were not high at all, and it kind of seemed like he still underperformed. Came in at six foot one, 212 pounds, ran a 4'6", 5'40", 
Definitely not ideal there. Had a 33 inch vertical and then a nine foot 10 inch broad jump. It's kind of crazy, you know, how wide the difference is between his production profile in college and his overall, you know, physical athleticism. Because as an athlete, he is very subpar at the NFL level. But when you're looking at his performances in college, I mean, if you just lined up like the top receiver stat lines, you knew nothing, you didn't know their names, you know, their weight, height, metrics, anything. I mean, David Bell would probably be viewed as a top three wide receiver in this class. But unfortunately, with that poor combine, not top tier athleticism, Bell may fall, you know, into round three or even later. But if he does receive some solid draft capital, you know, second round would be really nice. I could definitely see him moving back up because we know he can produce when he gets on the field. Got another receiver here at the 205, and that is Jahan Donson. Came in at 5'11", 168 pounds. I was a little bit concerned about that height. You know, he was listed at that. A lot of times that number doesn't stick, but it did. You know, he was very accurate from his time at school. He dominated in his junior and senior seasons. Probably is going to be a day two pick, but we know he's a capable athlete and does have the ability to win on all three levels of the field. At the 206, I'm going to be going with running back Tyler Algier, and he didn't really have you know a fantastic combine. Also, didn't tank it. BYU's workhorse running back the past two seasons. In 2021, he was dominant. You know, totaled 1,800 scrimmage yards and 23 touchdowns. Five foot 11, 224 pounds a former linebacker, so we know he has that massive size. He can be a workhorse at the next level and is a really solid pass catcher. And that's what we're going to be looking for with running backs, you know, mid-second round or higher. You do want the guys where if everything hits right, they do have like that RB1 potential in any given season. Now moving on to the 207, this is where I have Sky Moore, and he is definitely rising in my rankings. A very solid combine for him. I was concerned about his height. He came in at 5'10", 195 pounds, checked that box, and then showcased the speed with his 4'4", 140. He has a really solid college production profile also, so I think he set himself up to be a really solid mid-second round rookie pick, and we'll just see where he goes in the NFL draft, hopefully on day two. At the 208, I've got Christian Watson, who absolutely dominated the combine, 6'4", 208 pounds. This dude is a physical freak. Ran a 4.3640 at a 38 and a half inch vertical, 11 foot 4 inch broad jump, and I think he likely pushed himself up into second round draft capital. Really, the only kind of red flag here with Christian Watson is that he played at a D2 school and performed well, but you know he didn't absolutely dominate the competition like you would you know want to see. Keeping all that in mind, I do think this is a fair ranking here at the 208. Moving on to the 209, it is Amir White, and he is someone that I was not very high on heading into the combine, but I think he definitely boosted his draft stock with you know his combine performance. He ran a 4-4 at 6 foot, 214 pounds. That should be pushing up his draft stock. I think he can be a very effective early down back. We saw him in college kind of splitting the backfield with James Cook. James Cook was definitely more that third down back. Zamir White handled a lot of the carries, the early down work. Really the downside here is that he may be effective as like a, you know, RB2 if he hits, but I don't know if he has that three down upside because he does lack that work in the receiving game and seems to just not really be relevant at all in that area in college. 
Now moving on to the 210, I have Desmond Ritter, and really not much has changed here. You know, with my read on Ritter since the last ranking video, he showcased his athleticism at the combine, running 4-5-240. You know, we knew he was mobile. I didn't think he was going to be quite that fast, so definitely good to see there, but I feel like that doesn't change a ton of how I view him as a player. I think day one, you know, which seemingly is a stretch right now, or early day two draft capital would definitely be great for Desmond Ritter and could move him up my rankings. But if he kind of falls later than that, maybe into the third round, late second, I feel like that'll probably be limiting his future opportunities. At the 211, this is where I have Justin Ross. And I'd be willing to spend a late second on the upside of Ross. That's kind of the chance you're taking here because he broke out as a freshman, caught 46 passes for 1,000 yards and nine touchdowns, solid as a sophomore, then missed the entire 2020 season with a neck and spine issue. You know, that's an incredibly concerning injury, probably the most concerning injury you can have as a football player. But here's the way that I'm looking at it. If he falls into like round four, round five, I'm probably going to be out on him unless it's like, you know, third round rookie drafts. But if he does get day two draft capital, that would tell me that he has passed all the necessary medical evaluations from teams. They trust that he's healthy. And that is when I'd be willing to take a shot on him because we know with that early breakout, the potential is totally there. And then to wrap up these rankings at the 212, player number 24, it is going to be quarterback Carson Strong. Just a very, very solid pocket passer, six foot three, 226 pounds. He's really going to give you nothing with his legs, which can limit his upside. You know, some people may be a little bit higher on him. I think I mentioned this in the first rankings video. With these quarterbacks, I much prefer guys like Malik Willis, Matt Corral, and then even a guy like Sam Howell over some of these less mobile quarterbacks like Carson Strong or Kenny Pickett to some extent, just because, you know, people aren't very confident in this quarterback class. And so if these guys do happen to hit, I want them to have a huge ceiling instead of hitting, you know, and, you know, their best season is going to be like a mid to back end QB2. Like that is just not going to be moving the needle for your fantasy team. I would like to see him be selected to a favorable landing spot. You know, a team where he's able to kind of sit back there, solid O-line, deliver to capable weapons. Because if you ask him to do too much, I feel like that could be a recipe for disaster. But that is going to wrap it up for my round two rankings. If you guys enjoyed this video, do me a favor, hit that like button and subscribe to the channel. Thank you guys for stopping in. I feel like the next videos I'm going to be putting out, it's going to be uh, free agent news. So make sure you guys are on the lookout for those. You know, I'll be posting them hopefully as they happen. That's the plan right now. Thank you guys again, and I'll see you in the next one.